We're so happy you've joined us for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry to pastors and all kinds of servants of the Lord. Luke tells us that when Mary gave birth to Jesus, the Son of God, she treasured and pondered him in her heart. What a blessing it is to treasure and ponder Jesus, especially during Advent as we joyfully anticipate Christmas. I'm sorry that Charlie didn't stay in your lap. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. I'm glad you're here with me and Jesus. I think it's because you sneezed on him a few minutes ago. <laughs> I think you're right. We're in the process of decorating for Christmas and the dust on all the decorations in there have got me sneezing. <laughs> he was cuddling with me until I sneezed on him, poor thing. Christmas is so fun. It is. Even with adult kids, we still enjoy decorating and getting the house ready and anticipating time with family. We do. And, you know, but it's also stressful, honey. (laughs) There's a lot of work, Mm -hmm. a lot that goes into these meaningful traditions and celebrations. And most importantly, there's a lot that goes into loving. Yeah, we're spending time with family and that's a wonderful thing, but there's different family units and all sorts of dynamics that can emerge in relationships. And of course, then we've got the things that we hope for and be a lot of pressure on the ideals of being together and love and harmony and, you know, fun times and meaningful conversations. But then there can be all different kinds of disappointments and frictions that might emerge. Yeah. And I think I'm sensing this Christmas an opportunity from the Lord to really humble myself as a part of loving my neighbor my family members, those who are near me. And that's not easy, and I can't do that alone. I need God's grace for that. What's an example of that, how you're sensing God drawing you into a more humble posture? I think letting go of what I want, my agenda, my expectations, to humble myself, to really choose willing good for the other. That's beautiful. That's exactly what we want to do for each other in our family and in our community love each other for Christ's sake. I'd like to share a scripture that uh, we don't typically think of as an Advent scripture. Uh, Of course, Advent means coming. We're celebrating the coming of Christ, and we do that all month of December as we anticipate with great joy and praying for a fresh appreciation, celebration of the birth of Christ. He would be uh, warm in our hearts, and our hearts would be filled with love and hope and joy and peace, and that we would share that with one another this holiday season. So I'm reading from Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. And the hour has come for us to wake up to the presence of Christ. And that is true every moment of every day, but it's true in a very special way in Advent, as we go back to the, the familiar stories in the Gospels of the birth of Jesus, but also the words of the prophets in the Old Testament about the coming of the Messiah. We even think about the return of Christ and eternity that we'll have together in heaven with the Lord. And it's all about this coming, this connecting, this intimate relationship with God that we can have through the Lord Jesus. And oh, that we would awake to the reality of the presence of Christ with us, Emmanuel, this Advent. 
Yeah, because the daylight is coming. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, the proverb says. And I, I love that. And boy, we can especially appreciate that this season. The, the days are, are shorter. We don't have as much mm-hmm. light. And when that morning light comes, it's like, oh, yes, praise the Lord. Yeah, I think of the verse in John about how the light is coming to the world and the darkness is not able to overcome it. Yeah, so the Christmas light, it's such a happy season. And, you know, you have really helped me celebrate Christmas. I, when we got married, I was so surprised that celebrating Christmas could be a whole month long. I thought that was like maybe the, the, <laughs> a Christmas week, maybe, or, you know, or a few days before. But it's like, boy, after Thanksgiving, we're getting out the decorations and turning on the, the Christmas music and skipping along. Yeah, that was really new for you. And I appreciate you, your humility and you know, letting me lead the way with that and carry on my family's traditions of decorating the day after Thanksgiving and enjoying the season the whole month long. And that was new for you. And you really leaned into that, even though it it felt so foreign. Well, it kind of didn't seem right at first. It just seemed a little excessive. I look back on it. I think, well, I mean, of course you'd want to be excessive in your celebration of Christ. I mean, there wouldn't be anything that would be excessive. The more would be the better. You'd want to be uh, abundant in that. But, you know, as I think back on it, I, you know, really it was some early training for me in joy mm. because I needed to cultivate more of that spirit that is the spirit of Advent, the, the, the celebratory attitude of anticipation that, yes, Christmas is coming. And it's not just about gifts under the tree. It's about the gift, mm. the son of God who has come for us Emmanuel, God with us, and that we can have this unbroken love relationship with God, forgiveness of our sins and eternal life, abundant life because of Jesus. Well, I'm so thankful that you leaned into that change. I know change for your personality is not easy, and especially 30 years ago, and you did lean into it, and I felt very loved by it, and it's been a great joy for me too. You've increased my joy in this Advent season by sharing it with me. Well, our listeners might not realize it, but Christy is being very nice about saying that I'm kind of stubborn. Oh, Bill, (laughs) no. (laughs) But less so than I used to be. Way less so. Yeah. I've learned to be more flexible. You You don't have to follow all the rules, and and including, you know, internal (laughs) ones. That's right. Those internal ones. You have a high pressure inside with your desire to have order and... Yeah, so good, good ideas. Thank God for the joy of Jesus. You know, our daughter's uh, from who's in college is coming home. We're going to see her later today, and uh, you know. But in the midst of our rejoicing, we think about friends who are going to be, you know, feeling lonely. They're mm-hmm. not going to have time with their family in the ways that they want, maybe. Or uh, we have friends who are single and yeah. and family members. You know, your mom. You know, mm-hmm. your dad is not with us anymore, and. Yeah. You know, when you've lost a loved one, you really feel their absence Yes, at the holidays, Thanksgiving, yes. Christmas, and um, it, Very it hurts. Painful. It does. Yeah, it really does. And I think, too, of people I've talked to this week who have, you know, addiction and other pain in the family that, you know, those people will be present in their times of celebration and family gatherings. And there's grief with that, too, and stress with that, too, and you know, stresses of the difficulties of differences in families or not sharing in this love for Jesus and joy in Jesus. 
Yeah, when it's when you feel like you can't really bring your your heart for God and the the meaning of the season into your conversation around the table, yeah, that's just disappointing and it, it ends up falling a little flat. Mm-hmm. Other situations in the family where there's just there's unresolved conflicts and tensions and and there just hasn't been a way to talk about it or you've tried to talk about it and it seems to make things worse and so when you add together the anticipations and expectations of wonderful family times, mm-hmm. and, and we feel like we're always hearing about that and seeing that from other people on Facebook and mm-hmm. on you know right. uh, television, yeah. movies, and so forth. Channel. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody has this wonderful, idyllic mm-hmm. uh, experience, but then I'm feeling alone or I'm feeling like I'm not really connecting or there's this absence of spiritual vitality and meaning in my family context. And so it can be depressing. Yeah, yeah. And so that tension of holding the joy, the stress and the pain and the the difficulties of it together. And yet that's what Christ modeled for us so beautifully. And that was true and present in his coming. He didn't come in perfection and all the, the beauty and romance and, you know, all the we kind of want to just Christmas to be. Yeah, if only we will hold him in our hearts in the midst of disappointments and uh, the stresses that come with the holidays, then I think we can begin to find that joy bubbling up within us. Well, something that really helps us do that is we have uh, some Advent meditations that we've been doing for, gosh, I think over a decade now. Yes. And that's been a lot of fun. And we actually bring that into many of our family meals around the um, the dinner table. We will uh, share Bible verses or we'll share, uh, and we have some Advent prayer cards that we use. In fact, we just picked a couple of these out and I'd like to share with you the one that I picked out for this Christmas and this Advent season and like to hear from you. This The prayer card I have, each one of these has a, a picture and then a Bible verse and a very short little devotional. I mean, like really short, just a few sentences, because this is like kid friendly. And so we've done this in the family context with uh, school aged children and everybody picks a card and picks a picture. And, and each card relates to one of the Advent characters from the uh, biblical Christmas story. And then you just, you know, you share the thoughts. So mine has a picture of someone that our listeners might not think so much of as being part of the Christmas story, and that is Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet. Mm. And so it's showing a a picture, actually, of the the birth of Christ from an ancient artist, and here's the devotional. Say Merry Christmas, even if it's frowned on. Sadly, it's getting increasingly unpopular, dare I say, even politically incorrect to say Merry Christmas. Uh, and, And of course, there is a time to be sensitive about that. We don't want to put that in somebody's face if they're not a Christian, but it's a good thing to joyfully greet one another, you know, Merry Christmas. 700 years before it happened, Isaiah prophesied that a virgin would give birth to the Messiah. Isaiah was the first to worship Christ as Emmanuel, God with us. He spoke many amazing truths about Christ, but the people of his day rejected his message and him. Pray that God would give you the courage to wisely and graciously speak of Christ and of your love for him. Then pray for someone who needs to trust Jesus as Lord and Savior. Praise you, Lord, for Jesus. I ask God give us the courage and graciousness to speak of Christ and our love for him and to cultivate 
good conversations that way. I do pray, Lord, that we, Christy and I, our family members, all of us listening now, that we would be witnesses for Jesus through our acts of love, through our kindness, our listening, through our prayers, through our Christmas celebrations and Christmas greetings. Yeah, so that's the the meditation there. And I picked this one in anticipation of Advent, which is just about to start. I've already been meditating on Emmanuel, Mm. this great name for the Lord that Isaiah gives us. And I'm uh, writing a devotional for, hope all of our listeners get our weekly Soul Shepherding devotional that comes from our blog. And I'm writing one on uh, Emmanuel and how Advent is really about, not only about the coming of Jesus, but the coming of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and, and if you're not receiving those devotionals, you can sign up on our website, soulshepherding.org. Just go to the, uh, sign up for the devotional there. Bill, doing these meditations every Advent have been so helpful and meaningful to me. Each year now, for the last decade, we've picked one that we start with. We spend time meditating on reading the scriptures interacting with the Lord in prayer, sometimes journaling, and then just drawing back to our mind that nativity character and the story, the scriptures that go with it, um, what God's speaking to our heart in that has been such a gift, a companion to connect me with Christ through the Advent season amidst all the distractions to draw me back into intimacy with the Lord to enjoy him, Emmanuel, with me in the stress, in the joys, in the expectations that are met or that feel like pressure to be met or feel impossible to or to be met. Um, and it's really been a, a tremendous gift. And it's been a gift to hear your character each year. We look back to the years when we started our ministry and how God you know, it was a real defining moment that you were happened to be meditating on Zachariah and his silence in the Christmas season that year. And different times we kind of can mark even our spiritual development or key things God was doing in our lives, sometimes by the character he led us to meditate on in that year. So I remember meditating on, you've got great characters in here that I don't know I would have thought of, but like the lamb. Yeah, that's a fun <laughs> you one. Know? Um, the, the kids star. always the kids always pick yeah the yeah. lamb and the star and the yeah. donkey yeah yeah <laughs> and, and those are great and then you know one of the most maybe common is Mary and that's the one that I'm picking because you know you've got here God wants to birth something great in you mm. Mary believed the angel's message that God had chosen her to give birth to the Messiah she trusted in God's favor that her son would usher in the kingdom of God. And then you ask, what creative project or special hope is God wanting to birth in your life? Submit your dream to God as Mary did, rather than trying to make something happen in your own strength. By offering her prayer, let it be to me according to your word. And then pray that for someone else who needs to trust God. And that is so such a great opportunity for me, an invitation for me, because it speaks to me of humbling myself like Mary did to surrender to God's love, the higher love, the higher call, and to be willing to trust when I feel out of control. Because when you're pregnant, I remember how out of control it feels. This life is growing in you and you're controlled by it. I mean, there's things you can't do that you normally do because of it. And it's changing, you know, hormones and all kinds of things in your life and your body. And 
being willing to submit and surrender to those changes and you know, have faith and trust and not go, give in to worry about it all. And of course, Mary had so much to worry about in terms of what people would think, reputation, you know, all of the, her security was threatened, her very life, you know, so many things threatened with a pregnancy. And, you know, I mean, I relate to that with things that God is asking me. Yeah, that's, I hear, tell me more about that. How are you personally relating to this? I'm very curious about this. Yeah, well, we're in a real season of change in our family. We've got a newly married daughter. So we've got, you know, a son who's married. And so we've got their new marriage family to consider and her family of origin. We've got Jenny and her new family with Nick and then his family, the Mm -hmm. Dematteo family. And then we've got an unmarried daughter who we, you know, really want to feel like she belongs in the family and connected to and all Mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, expectation, what does God have for her? She'll be graduating this May and we don't know what the future holds for Mm -hmm. her. And then, you know, we've got my mom and she's a matriarch of my family, a very strong family system. And the way we used to celebrate the traditions that's changed. We used to, all the kids used to come, all the families used to come to celebrate together at mom's house. And we've got yeah. all these great memories of wonderful yeah. mm-hmm. times together. And that's that's not happening anymore. And so that's a change. So we've got all these different family systems, you know, all this change in the way we do things. The kids aren't little anymore where we're leading them and they're just responding. You know, now they're adults. And so our whole way of doing things is changing And then I think the other thing is in our ministry of soul shepherding, you know, we're at this place where God is showing me that what I thought soul shepherding would be, what some of the expectations of what I thought it was going to be and what it has been, uh, he's got other things in mind. And I don't really know for sure what those are, but we've experienced a lot of change in our lives with the growth of soul shepherding. Mm -hmm. And so again, to be able to pray this prayer of Lord, let it be done to me and soul shepherding according to your will, mm-hmm. instead of me driving the agenda of what I think soul shepherding should be. Or so you're, you're letting go of control there. Yeah. Part of you would like to control things to yes. be less afraid. and Yeah. So he's birthed this ministry of soul shepherding in us. And right now it feels really out of control because it's it's gotten to be much bigger and it's grown faster. And so there's all these different things and me being able to surrender to that and say, okay, God, let it be according to your your word, your will. I'm your handmaid. I'm your servant. Soul shepherding doesn't exist to serve me. And so really the opportunity to be able to, how do I participate with you in what you're doing that is bigger than my ability to understand or know? You're finding peace by submitting to the Lord mm-hmm. in this. Yes, very much. I admire your... Your trust in God and your prayers. And so this is, I was really surprised that you picked Mary. I don't think you've picked Mary before. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of such a typical one. I guess I was challenged to, you know, explore some of the new and Mary didn't feel new, but, you know, Mary is new to me in this opportunity of my life. Yeah. Because she's modeling a huge step of faith in terms of birthing new things and giving voice to special hopes. And enduring discomforts and pains. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Yeah. I did really meditate on Mary. I remember the Christmas that I was very pregnant with Brianna. Yeah. Was 21 years ago, 22 yeah. years ago. Well, it's time to wrap up. Time goes so fast on <laughs> Soul does. Talks. Yeah. Well, we now have these resources, these meditations available for our listeners. 
uh, on the website. They can f- go to the store and find the Advent prayer cards and pass them out around the table. And you can go as, as deep with that as you want. If you're in a conversation with adults that, that like to do soul talks, you can you know really go deep and un- unpacking the, the characters, who you picked and why and how you feel about it. If you're in a situation where it's more social oriented and not as personable or you have younger kids, then you can keep it a lot uh, shorter and just focus on the, the picture and the verse. And, you know, it's, it's fun. So. so it's in a PDF document that they can purchase and download mm-hmm. so that then they can print it out and they can cut it up if they want, like we do, to mm-hmm. put around at each place at the table or to also do what we've done where we invite people over for a night or even a day retreat and use these as meditations in times of solitude and silence. And then out of that share, you know, who did God lead you to and how's he speaking to you? And that's been very meaningful too. Yeah. We've done this for small groups many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It works really well. Sometimes we actually use nativity characters with the cards too, to be able to hold something. Good. Well, can I pray? Yes. Jesus, thank you for just the way you speak to us through even nativity figurines and pictures that represent your action and the lives of your saints, your creation, and the ways that you use it to invite us to trust you and journey with you and celebrate you. So Lord, we do pray for our listeners that this Advent season, they would really connect with you and listen to you and that you would guide them through this Advent season in an intimacy with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. We pray Advent blessings on you, your family, and your friends. On soulshepherding.org, we have a store that features a resource called Advent Devotionals and Prayer Cards. These are great for having soul talks with family or friends. You can use them around your dinner table or with a small group. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas!